Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman, and our next guest is Mark Furman, Director of Tarlow Breed Hart and Rogers. Always a pleasure to see you on Radio Entrepreneurs, Mark. Hey, Jonathan. Great to be with you today. As always. Uh, so we're in a world of uh, change, as always, in a world of uncertainty. We've got uh, businesses opening up. We have mass mandates being lifted. Uh, we have all types of uh, uh, changes going about, which uh, often leads us to uh, to you and to ask that question of what do employers do now? <laughs> um, as, as offices are opening up, I think we're probably going to see some sort of acceleration. Uh, I think uh, we, the vision was sometime in the fall, uh, people would start going back to offices. I think we're going to see an acceleration. If traffic on the roads is any indication, it looks like more and more people are out there. Um, uh, and, and we're going to probably be in a situation where some people will hold on to their masks, others will not. Uh, we seem to have guidance from the CDC that says, you know, if you're vaccinated, you don't need a mask. Does that mean if I wear a mask, I'm not vaccinated? Uh, we've got the honor system at play. So a whole bunch of challenges, I think, as, as things open up. And uh, don't know if there's any right or wrong answers, but it's going to be a thorny place for, for employers to navigate. Certainly is, Jonathan. And I what I'm seeing increasingly are the, the notion of a hybrid model for going back to work. So, um, you know, I, I have heard of some places that are where absolutely everybody has to be in the office. That seems to be the minority from what I, from what I hear. In, um, you know, my office, we're talking about a hybrid model where people will be in, uh, a certain amount of time each week or every two weeks. But um, those people who can work more productively at home, no distractions, no commute, um, if that's their preference, they'll be able to do that some. None of this is finalized. It's just thoughts at this point, Jonathan, but um, makes sense to me. Um, it's certainly different for someone who's an empty nester like I am versus somebody who has little kids in uh, running around the house in terms of uh, distractions. And then in terms of the mask- good thing we don't get, It's a good thing we don't get distracted by much at our ages, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a fly that went by? <laughs> Were we just talking? <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. But in terms so, of the mask mandate, yes. Yeah, so in terms of a mask mandate, um, you know, Companies can require masks of patrons and employees if they they choose to. Um, there's no constitutional right that I've been able to discover to not wear a mask if you're vaccinated. And private companies get to decide. There are you you know I don't know that you can force people who to be vaccinated who, particularly those who have religious objections to uh, the vaccine. But I think you can require that folks who aren't vaccinated uh, wear masks and practice social distancing. And that seems very reasonable to me uh, to draw a distinction between those who, wear those who are vaccinated and those who aren't. So Mark, I, I want to stop you for one moment there, because the one thing that I struggle with is where do we uh, butt up against HIPAA? 
Um, you know, vaccinations obviously are a medical, I don't know if it's called a procedure, medical uh, activity. Um, is, is my disclosing whether or not I'm vaccinated subject to HIPAA if I choose not to disclose it or talk about it? Is that my right? Uh, you know, it's a, I think there's a little gray in this area. Too. Yeah. Well, I think, <laughs> I think folks, because of those privacy issues, um, are, are going to use the honor system regarding whether you've been vaccinated or not. Those who have a mask requirement for those who haven't been vaccinated. I also think, um, you know, people have different comfort levels with risks. So um, many people I know who have been uh, fully vaccinated still intend to wear a mask in public settings, which could include an office even. So even if they don't have to, I think their own comfort level is going to determine it. You know, there's been uh, some breakthrough cases where people get um, COVID-19, even though they've been fully vaccinated, and uh, the symptoms are much less. And in some cases, they're not even noticeable, and those people can transmit the virus. So if you have, uh, so for example, in, in my family, um, um, I have a granddaughter. Uh, who obviously hasn't been vaccinated. And uh, the last thing in the world I'd want to do is uh, unknowingly transmit COVID-19 to, to her. Now, they say that um, in general, it, it's not that big a deal for little kids. On the other hand, I read an article about what's going on in Brazil where... Um, They've had some very severe cases of COVID-19 and in kids. So, you know, I think there's, there's enough, personal... unknowns, enough unknowns around it that none of us want to be the one to transmit it to somebody else or to, right. you know, or to catch it, right? right. <laughs> so. so I think it's there's a difference between, um, you know, what the government guidelines are going to be and what people are comfortable with. Um, you know, I think the government guidelines have say so you can go inside in a restaurant, but still the inside in many restaurants is, uh, there's very few people in there and people wanna eat outside who go to restaurants. That's, uh, people are more comfortable being outside. Not everybody, but a majority, I would say from what I've seen, prefer to be eating outside um, and, uh, or take out, uh, and go eat in your backyard or uh, patio or inside with a small number of people. So it's going to be evolutionary. Um, you know, hopefully things will return to normal and that the variants won't set us back. Uh, so far, the reports are great on the impact of the vaccine on the variants. So hopefully that continues to be protective. Um, so I think, you know, people, you know, politically people talked about the right not to wear a mask. Certain uh, folks of political, uh, particular political uh, view. But there's also, uh, I think, got a lot of people who are going to exercise their right to wear a mask, even if they don't have to wear a mask. 
because it's a personal comfort level. So where it gets really tricky, I think, is you know where you have religious uh, objections to the uh, to wearing uh, to getting vaccinated, and but I I like I think the appropriate balance. This is just me personally speaking. Is if you're not vaccinated, you need to practice social distancing and wear a mask. Um, and in a indoor setting where you have a lot of coworkers and public coming into, you know, an office or a business, a store, whatever, it just makes common sense to me that uh, you'd so practice social distancing and, and wear a mask. I put so. you in the minority though, Mark Furman, you're using common sense. You know, now we're, now we're talking about asking people to, to use judgment, which isn't always good, but I, I hear what you're saying, but it, it seems to me that we're, we're gonna be for quite some time in a period of uh, newness, unknowns, flux, um, decisions on the fly, uh, people trying to apply, you know, what is logic to them to a situation. And I, and I think, um, you know, it comes back to, in particular for businesses to have open dialogue and communication and hear people's concerns and then see if those concerns align with what your own uh, beliefs and feelings are for your business and what's in the best interest of your business. Uh, you know, we, we pride ourselves on having freedom in this country. Um, you know, the constitution affords us some freedoms and rights, but not everything. And right. so I think that we're gonna get into situations and see situations where people feel as though their rights are somehow violated because they're being asked to wear a mask or vice versa. And we've seen that already. Um, but I think to your point, you know, individual businesses are free to make their own decisions when the mandates are dropped. Uh, on, a, on a state level or a, a, municipal, a municipal level. And so uh, I think we're gonna get a lot of individual interpretation and decisions. And I think invariably that leads to disagreements and, uh, and, and probably litigation somewhere along the way over these matters, I would imagine. I, I think so. Um, but I do think that, uh, you know, giving people the, kind of freedom not to have to be in the office every day if it's the kind of job that doesn't require being in the office, such as what I do, um, I think is, uh, you know, giving people some, some freedom. Um, you know, 16 months ago, I certainly didn't think that I'd be going to court, every court hearing on Zoom or conducting every deposition on Zoom, um, having so many meetings on Zoom. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's very different. And that, you know, like everything else, it has its pluses and its minuses. Um, but, uh, you know, the lack of commute, I must say, is a wonderful, wonderful thing because it frees up uh frees up so much time during the day 
not not only that, but I think we're going to have a reemergence of road rage, road rage, because uh, I, I could see in my own itself, I have no tolerance for a minute of traffic after spending a year, you know, on the road and having no traffic. <laughs> now, now having locked, uh, you know, slowdowns everywhere you go is back to being a challenge. So uh, people are right. going to have to adjust to that as well. But it's interesting, you know, we we all adjusted very quickly to the pandemic, or most people did, and, and now I think it takes time to adjust back to the new normal. And, uh, well, and, and I think that's true. And and certainly um, it's been easy for certain people and very challenging for others, you know. So for me, where I can work remotely and go to court remotely and do depositions remotely, um, the impact on me is minimal, but I haven't, I'm not a healthcare worker. And uh, I'm not working in an essential retail environment. And, you know, I haven't been exposed to that many people. I've been, I won't say in hibernation, but it's been, it's certainly been different. And you can see how, you know, people's behaviors changes. You have, uh, um, you know, this incredible uh, demand for, you know, vacation homes, people who can afford that and um, and for vacation rentals so that people can get out of the same place they've been for 16 months. It's um, and, you know, I think the ability to work for remotely for folks like um, me who can um, allows you to actually be any place in the world and be able to be productive while you're working so but you still need that um that company culture spirit uh, connectivity hard to replicate that on zoom we've tried uh you know we're doing what we can i had a partners meeting this morning on zoom it was it's good meeting it's different um, you know, we've had uh, a magician uh, do uh, uh, Zoom magic, incredible, uh, twice. Uh, had him back by popular demand, um, wine tasting, you know, trying to keep the connectivity of the organization together, uh, despite the fact that we're physically apart. Keep people engaged. Good stuff. Mark Furman of Tarlow Breed, Hart and Rogers. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? I can be reached at 617-218-2025. That's my direct line. Or my email is mfurman, F-U-R-M-A-N, at tbhr-law.com. And good thing those modes of communication follow you everywhere in the world. So <laughs> Mark Furman, Tarla Breed, Harden Rogers, always a pleasure to talk to you, a pleasure to see you. And we'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs.